Welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire, powered by ShirtAgency.com. Get ready to take a trip inside the apparel industry for the best tips, tricks, and interviews. And now, here's your host, Cole Lundstrom. All right, day three. Day three. Uh, quick update, what did you accomplish last night? What did I accomplish? Uh, lots of thinking. Cole gave me more homework to make custom pages for different markets um so i did that like a special page for portland special page for whatever churches vancouver city of vancouver or different markets and uh yeah cool so today we were gonna do um some structure stuff so right now how many people are there how many people are there is technically two and then part-time workers another two all right, so I'm going to steal from the Made to Make It Ryonet book uh, that Ryan Moore wrote. For everybody who's listening, this book is great as far as giving you step-by-step instructions on what you should be doing. Um, it's it's just pretty much, I mean, have you read, you didn't read all of it yet, right? Yeah, I didn't read all of it yet, but... You hadn't as, even thought of this stuff? Yeah, but as I've been going through it with you... There's some really, really good stuff in there that I have to change about my business. Big things. Yeah, so let's look at your organization. Um, There's some basic concepts that you need to be addressing. So, like, there's an owner. Who's that? That would be me. All right. Who is doing your accounting? I am. (laughs) All right. Who is the production manager? Like, who's actually in charge of overseeing the production of a product? That would be Mark. That's Mark? Yeah. All right. Production as in printing. Yeah. Actual production. Yeah, the Mark. So that's Mark's role. Yeah. And then within the production manager, when you're hiring people, you're going to need a print lead, a print helper who's pulling off, and somebody who's doing, like, end of the dryer quality control. So that's all Mark. That's all Mark. Just a long line of Mark. Just a long line of Mark, Mark, Mark. Okay. And then who's handling artwork? How does that work in your business right now? That's me. So what do you do? So what do I do? Uh, so as simple as it is, I get an order or I get a quote. Once they approve the quote, I try to either I get payment or they need artwork before they want to make payment. I make the mock-up. I send it to them. Approval. Payment. Goes off to Mark. So who made the films? I did. So Mark gets it with finished films and finished mock-ups. Yep. So that happens how quickly after an order is paid for? Not very quickly, but as fast as I can. I mean, What's the hang-up there? Is it because you can't do it, or is it because you don't want to? Or No, just I can't, I can't do everything, you know? I'm trying to... I mean, for accounting, I do all the accounting besides... Do, filing my taxes because I feel like somebody else can do that better than me. Um, yeah, I use Bench. That's amazing if you want to use like a service. Okay. Well, I go to this tax place in Vancouver, but I mean, if Bench is better. Than- well, the difference between like a tax place and Bench is like Bench is like year round. So it's a bookkeeping service. So they're like working with you monthly every year. Oh, okay. And then when you file your taxes, everything's already like flawless for your tax guy. Oh, wow. So okay. it's kind of like instead so I just of use QuickBooks right now, which is probably fine right now. But we ultimately went with Bench because like there's actual bookkeepers working on your items. So like if you make your QuickBooks kind of sloppy at some point later on, yeah, um, 
than they you. take care of that for you? They literally go through every single dollar you spend and categorize it properly. How much does that cost? Well, mine is now up to like probably three fifty a month, but their starter plan is I don't know, maybe ninety nine bucks a month or something. Their starter plan it's based on the amount of money well, that, that would they save, have to manage. That would save me a lot of time. If it would shave so, you hours. Because you're like categorizing your own expenses. Exactly, yeah. They do all that. Yes. Yeah, and so they have is. systems in place to like learn. So like let's say you buy from SNS activewear, they know what that is, that it's a cost of good expense and it gets categorized properly by them. And whenever they have questions, they deal with it themselves as far as they can. And then they send you an email with just one question. Wow. So it's a totally different thing than like you trying to wing well, it. I'm sure, like, I'm sure I spend more than $99 worth of labor time doing it myself a yeah. month anyway. Well, that, check them out. Bench, yeah. Bench, Bench. Okay. is uh, great. That'll save me a lot of time. Because we basically completely ignore our software and we like look at their real reports because it's, it's, more, it's more legit. That's actually really true. That's a good. That's a good way to, to look at it. So okay, so you are doing art, but you're getting overwhelmed by art. And then who's doing things like screens, reclaiming screens, mixing Pantones? So, since my part-time workers are in high school, uh, they come in after school. We don't have a perfect system yet. Mark does screens and reclaiming all that stuff, but we try to have them do it all. Have them expose, have them wash, have them reclaim, have them prepare. That's that's the perfect plan. So all pre-production is to the part-time guys. part-time guys. Yeah. All yeah. right. So I mean, you should make that a rule. Yeah. That that's something I learned this week. <laughs> make rules. Yeah. <laughs> so that's gonna be a rule. And then who's handling shipping and receiving to make sure that things are done on time, shipped on time? Um, is that you? Is that Mark? Is it that's a high me. schooler? That's me. It's you. Yeah. So you're creating labels how? Just like UPS? UPS, yeah. And is that being charged after the fact to the client? Is that free shipping? I try to do free shipping when I can, but for the most part, I just charge the customer whatever I think it will cost. How are you doing like quote unquote free shipping? Are you upcharging their art or their actual order so that you don't lose money or are you just losing money because you want to work? No, I, I, I count in the shipping. If it's free shipping, I, I add a little bit, yeah. So I basically just do, it's gonna be 50 shirts fit in a box, it's gonna be four boxes, it's gonna cost me 75 bucks. So $75 divided by 200 shirts, I up the shirt that much. So they don't even know that they're being charged more for their own shipping? No. So how does that work? Like when they say they're picking up their shirts just magically become 30 cents cheaper? How? Well, okay. Like, what so, is your pricing So here's structure? the problem. Here's the problem. Like you said, pricing for me is on the fly. Right? Always. Always. Oh, besides, yeah. besides horrible. the fact that I just started using Printalo and it quotes everything for me. Uh, so so up what? till up till this month when I started using Printalo, I know that my basic pricing for twenty four shirts is twelve dollars each uh, for a Bell canvas three zero zero one. For 3005, it's a dollar more. It's at 50 cents more, whatever it is. So I just kind of built the system in my head, which is terrible. And that's how I went out. So, off it. what are the print Tavo numbers? Did you create those two? Or did you? It was, it, it, you I can change them, but it's uh, it's pre made for you. And you oh, print Tavo just assumes it's a fair price? It's a matrix, yeah. It's a pricing matrix, a matrix, and you can just change the numbers if you want it to be more. But they put one in for you automatically. It's like by default. You can just 
make one if you want. So if you have your price uh, being made by Printavo, how do you know that you're going to have any sort of like profitable business, even if you are really busy? Well, because uh, <laughs> most of Printavo's pricings are actually even more than what I charge right away. So you really weren't charging enough. Well, I mean, not like crazy amounts, but like, for example, I was undercharging on fleece and I was overcharging on shirts. Mm. Like I, I put in an order, I quoted them via email, I go to put it in Pertavo, I type it in, I'm like, what the, it's charging $7.88 when I charged them 12 mm-hmm. on those shirts. But on the hoodies, it was charging them 28 and I was charging them 22 mm-hmm. So like I have this system in my head that doesn't really, you know. So the way, the, the general way we make our system is there's a markup? There's okay. Oh there's, yeah, that's what it. There's in, a, in Portavo, it has a fifty percent markup on the shirt, right? Plus. Well, that should scale. Yeah, yeah. Well, whatever, because it because when you use Portavo, you search the style. Yeah, so you have you have a blank cost of uh, the garment. Yeah. So let's say it's two dollars and ninety cents for a Bella Canvas three thousand one. Then let's say you have a small twenty four piece order. So for us, the garment markup would be like times two point two five. So we're more than doubling on yeah, the yeah. cost of the blank. So mm-hmm. now we're at whatever that is, five something. Then we have the print cost per location per color. So we don't do setup charges, but we do have per location per number of colors. Yep, that's a pretty So that might be, let's say, $3.10 for the front hit and maybe four fifty for like a multicolor back. Yep. And then you spit out your in number. That's exactly how it does it, yeah. So that's how you're doing it now trying to get used to it yeah yeah so you should why are you doing estimates on the fly if printavo has an estimate no i just in it? i mean i just started just so, started using printavo so, so now you're I'm just, just going to do all your over. estimates within printavo yeah well that'll definitely be better do you have any idea what the like floor uh yeah like what's the floor on the amount of money you need to make to just break even to just break even yeah, i believe it was monthly Seven thousand, six thousand. Well, that's not what you need to break even in gross sales. That's what you would need post. Well, you're talking about you would, the warehouse. You need like a yeah. What's your net that you need to cover everything? What What do you mean by everything besides the shop, the machine, the lease, and the salaries, machine? energy costs? Because the thing yeah, is, that was, your that cost was counted it up. That was seven thousand. Right, with salaries, without mine. So everyone but you is seven thousand, and then me you really have to make like 15 grand in a month because yes. almost half your gross sales is just blanks most of the time yeah so do you have that final number like what gross sales you need in a month to do to basically hit break even well 15 then so about 15 to break even yeah okay so did you do that in the last few months like what are you hitting right now what am i hitting right now I yeah I pretty much did I pretty much did because uh, you definitely need to have like some blatant sales goals in place so that you don't feel like you're winging it um, no I mean I, should... I, I aim I personally aim for 20,000 every month that's my that's my goal mm-hmm. do I get there every day every month no not always but that is my that's my goal that way I walk away with it with something and and the business is not failing. Oh, what's up, Will? All right, so let's look at how you're going to present the company publicly. 
essentially like what is your tar target demographic going to be? So if we look at the customer profile that you're attempting to go after, who do you think that is? I think uh, first first target market would be churches. Okay, so... I've done a lot of business with them in the past. Going deeper than just churches, what is the age of the person who is buying for... From a church? Yeah, the buyer for a church. 20 to 30 years old. All right. Gender? Um, gender would be female. What about potential income? Potential income for that person buying or for the church? For the buyer, because that's who you're going to market to. Because technically, we're targeting a church with a certain amount of members, right? Well, you're trying yeah. to connect with the person who buys for the church. Who buys for the church. Because well, that's how you're marketing I would say, I would say that's hard to say, but... Because because the way that it works is if they work for the church and they get a salary for the church, it would be less. But if, for example, one church that I'm thinking of, uh, the husband has a fire sprinkler company that's probably doing way more than a million or two, and she is a stay-at-home mom and she works and she just really likes design, clothing, stuff like that. So that's what she does for the church mm -hmm. as her free time. Well, we're thinking broadly, though. Thinking broadly? Okay. Um Okay, let's say 100000 So what do you think are the interests of this type of customer profile? Interests of this kind of customer profile would be f fashion. Would be Why would a church person have their interest be fashion? Uh, have you ever been to a modern church? Wow. It's like, it's all about, like, it's all about style. It's all about, like... But their interest might be, I mean, their interest might be, I don't know, like, people who read... X website every day like that might be way way better marketing for you okay what kind of website would you think what would you think well if it's a person working for a church and buying apparel for a church I'm assuming it's some sort of Christian website that's dominant or maybe it's a band like maybe there's a band right now that is especially huge in that scene so marketing to people who like that band automatically gets rid of everyone who's not a Christian okay so, or maybe okay, it's so so some of the top top uh, Christian bands that I could think of Hillsong, uh, Bethel Bethel Church, mm -hmm. they have a big band, um, SEU, um, uh, I know Crossroads is a local church in our area. They're starting a band. They release stuff. Um, I don't know. Because if you don't know what your customer likes, reaching them is going to be really difficult. Well, what do you mean by what they like? Like, I know the person that I, a couple of the people that I work with, they're really up to date, like on style. They, they're, mm -hmm. the way they dress, the way they. But everything is style. So like, what is it that they did that would actually be applied broadly? Like, did they all drive a Jeep Grand Cherokee? On average, did they all love Arcade Fire on average? Did they all, you know, like something that you can apply broadly within your marketing so that this makes sense? Because what you're trying to do is find yeah, no, more that, of a similar person. That makes sense, but that's kind of difficult. I don't know. What do they all like that's in common? Because I don't know what happens when you just run an ad for like people who like Jesus. I'm sure that there's <laughs> got to be people that have clicked that in Facebook. 
but I don't know what it would actually do for you marketing-wise. Yeah, you're right. So let's move on past specifically their interests. Like, for example, in the book, they're saying that an eco-conscious mom as a customer profile would like handmade goods. She would like parenting issues. She would like healthy eating. She would like yoga, and she would like running. So that's the kind of like really broad concepts you need to start applying to your customer profile. The next thing is, what are the shopping habits of the person you're trying okay, to target? Okay, so, so they would be up to date on trends, right? Well, that's not a thing. It's not what the, trends? Like tre- like young... So young, they're like really into like the hottest hip-hop group. Yeah, well, no, you know what I mean? Like, for example, you see how our younger generation, like all of a sudden, randomly, they all started wearing high-watered pants, super long t-shirts, like super baggy clothes. They started like uh, that, that kind of stuff. Because that's well, then you have that's to come what, up for a name. You have to come up with a name for that. Because so that's like, what I noticed. That's what I noticed among you know. I had like I printed for a couple big church conferences, and they all wanted that same style. So you hey, need to figure thing, out what that style is called. Like maybe this next section will help. What are the shopping habits of the people who you're trying to sell to? So where do they buy online? What stores do they walk into? What brands are they buying? Okay. So I mean, I would say H and M, Zara. Uh, uh, what other stores? Top Shop, maybe. Top Shop, definitely Top Shop. Uh, um, uh, ASOS online, a lot of there's stuff there. That's more girls though. There's uh, definitely, and those are four good ones. But do you see how you're building out like a customer profile? Besides, I want to sell to a lady who works at a church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Um, communication preferences. What would be the best way for you to reach them? Should you be reaching them in person, email promotion, digital promotions, at festivals, social media? What do you think is the best way to reach out to these people marketing-wise? All of these people are really into Instagram, into Facebook. They're into... Uh, they would probably Google Google ideas for designs on Pinterest a lot. Pinterest would have all the most trendy kind of designs. So you could do Pinterest ads, Instagram ads, shooting towards this demographic, this income, and who like these stores. All right, so you've got kind of a basic concept of who you would target. Okay. Now, the the question is, what are you going to offer them that matters in any way? Because everyone prints t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. It's like a commodity, basically. Yeah. So yeah. you're trying to figure out why you're more important, or you're offering more value to people than so, everyone else. So a lot of times uh, they come to me and they ask me right up front, "Can you do? Can you do these kind of styles?" And I'm like, "Of course." So that's something that they all come to me because they can't find those styles anywhere else. So you would say that the question is, what's important to them in a product or a vendor? And you would say unique, trendy styles. Yeah. All right. I would also say. Uh, if it's a church or if it's a conference, they're Christian-based, obviously. So am I. That so they could kind of relate in that sense. Um, what else? What would be another thing? Do you think that eco-conscious uh, brands would matter? So selling something like an all-made shirt that has recycled polyester yeah, yeah, and organic cotton. Yeah, definitely a good idea. That's a lot better than trying to sell a Gildan Five Thousand. No, they have never ordered anything cheap yeah so offering things that are good for the planet so you could say that you are offering products that are good for the planet that are trendy and that what's another differentiator 
good for the planet. That's actually a really good one. Offer like organic stuff. Um, another thing would be if we're talking about churches, uh, they would probably like the fact that I donate 10% of my company to charity. Yeah, so that what, would be a huge they, differentiator in your marketing. That's what they that's what that's what they do, so um, all right. So then what challenges do you believe your customer is currently having in getting what they want? When they're going to other print shops, what are the issues they're facing? Well, the main issue is not getting what they want. So the styles, the shirt styles, you know. So a limited gilded availability. They, they, you know, they get they get thrown out with a gilded shirt or whatever. Or, you know, like we were just talking, not organic or not, not eco-friendly or um, most of the time they come to me with designs. So. so you could differentiate yourself in the market by being that the printer. premium, trendy, eco-conscious printer. company. Yeah. What can you offer this customer that will help them meet their goals specifically? Like name a brand or a style that you're going to actually try to sell. Name a brand or style that I'm gonna try to sell to them. Yeah, like what? Uh, well, definitely. What would you, know, you actually offer these people? Is it alternative? Well, we could, we, next yeah, we level? could offer. We could offer next level alternative. Bella Canvas is pretty up to date. We could do cut and sew, possibly. I've never done it before. But don't do cut and sew. Don't do cut and no, sew. No, it's a nightmare. Really? Yeah. Well, if, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just. That's I mean, unless nice. you're gonna start hunching over a sewing machine. No, no, not for not, 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 not that I would do so. Yeah, but even outsourcing, it's rough. It, the people who are good at it are expensive, and the people who are bad at it will ruin your entire job. So, so for example, what if what if I get a style cut and sewn? Right, they ship mm-hmm. it to me. I print it and give it to the end customer. Yeah, but what is it that you're doing that's so genius that you can't just go onto Alternatives website and find something ridiculously similar? Because they don't have anything like that. Like what? Like. Bella Canvas's long tee just isn't doesn't fit right like they want it to, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like Bella Canvas is the only brand that even has long tee, let's say, or even has a couple other trendy styles on their fast fashion line. So you need something better than the fast fashion line. Yeah, the fast fashion line is like the closest you can get. Okay, so where would you? Seek and alternative out? alternative apparel is just insanely expensive. Where would you seek out some of those blanks then? Because exactly, if you're that going to offer this and a church only wants eighty-five pieces, how are you going to cut and sew at any? No, 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 no. We're talking. We're for to cut and sew. We're talking. We're talking. We're talking a thousand five hundred pieces, two thousand pieces, all completely custom. It's an idea. Well, if, definitely- it's, if it's eighty-five pieces, then a hundred percent, it's going to be only mm-hmm. no cut and sew at all. Minimum for cut and sew would be up to, you know, minimum 1,000 pieces. Your turnaround times will be very slow, too. I would check out Los Angeles Apparel, if you're worried about that. Okay. Because Los Angeles Apparel is right here. They already have ridiculously trendy stuff. Okay. Like, you can't get much more trendy than some of the junk they're making. Okay. And then uh, Groceries is awesome. Yeah, like, I actually have never heard of Groceries until this week. Yeah, they're great. I, I would call Groceries more of like a 30-something-year-old mom shirt. Like, they're not, like, a 22-year-old shirt, yeah, yeah. but they're, like, a premium, like, Nordstrom-style oh, okay. shirt. Okay, that's that's really good to know. Um, so, why? What, what's the true value that you're offering the customer, then, in summary? Well, the true value would be the fact that we offer, you know, number one, quality via automatic printing. 
Number two, trendy styles. Number three. Number three, maybe. Sustainable items. Yeah, sustainable items. Eco-friendly. Okay. So, how in the world are you going to actually market this? Well, Facebook does an awesome job of asking you a million questions, so we just put in. But, know. I mean, for example, if you have to write this out so that somebody in, in a little paragraph understands that this is what you're offering. Well, just as simple as it is. We offer trendy stocks, trendy blanks that, can, that we can put any design, and it's all eco-friendly. Well, that sentence sounds bad. But you got the basic concept. Basic concept. <laughs> so start working around that as what you're really trying to offer. Now keep in mind, you're targeting a church member. So you're saying that, but they don't even know they're being targeted. So you can say like, we're offering the, the church community today's hottest styles uh, that are eco-friendly. And we're doing it at the best price and still giving back 10% to charity. I mean, well, you want I, to hit I, those I, touch yeah, points That's in your very marketing. good. So, so we are offering the most trendy styles at a fast turnaround with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, that are eco-friendly and, yeah. And, uh, what'd you, what else do you say? I don't want to be cheap because that stuff is not cheap. The apparel is no. not cheap. So we can't be cheap. So we could be fast. We can do quality because it's it's nice stuff. We can be eco-friendly because most of the time, all of it, I mean, Bella Camos has American-made lines. Um, and then on top of it, you're saying that for churches, you're giving 10% back to charity. There you go. So you've got four things that are differentiating you in the market from someone else who's selling a Gildan 5000 with their church logo on it. Exactly. All right. So there you go. There's a customer profile. And that's one person you can actually sell to. So, what do you think that would look like for um, a different customer profile? I mean, you're not going to be only a church printer. Who else would you be interested in targeting? Who else would I be interested in targeting? I would say um, I've seen a lot of construction companies. Uh, let's say just basic, basic, anything that has to do with uh, contracting. So, uh, foundation framing, roofing, siding, just all this different stuff. I've seen big companies uh, in those areas. Electrical companies are big. They order, you know, once a quarter, a couple, a couple, you know, 500 shirts or whatever. I've seen companies that do that. Uh, I have yet to get one of those contracts, but that would be a good company to target to. Um, somebody to target in that company would be probably HR, right? Okay, so what does the HR person in that company look like? The HR person in that company is probably uh, most likely female. She uh, she has two... Why would HR be buying? Doesn't HR do purchasing? No, it's human resources. I, I For some reason, I've always heard. They're like, hey, because I emailed one company and they're like, yeah, just contact HR and see if you can get in. Uh, normally, there's like a an actual purchasing person if it's big enough. Okay, so we contact somebody in purchasing. Somebody in purchasing would probably want, uh, or probably, well, their 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 market would be a cheap, durable T-shirt that lasts that has their company logo on it. So that would be definitely a Gildan heavy blend, heavy blend. If you wanted to go a little bit better, maybe like a, the American made, what's that brand called? 
Which one? Bayside? Bayside, yeah. Bayside, yeah. They're kind of like classic American made. Yeah, classic Los American. Angeles Apparel is definitely way cooler. Bella Canvas has one or two US made items. But that's more towards like fashion, I feel like. No? Bella Canvas in, in Los Angeles Apparel? Uh, well, versus versus like a, like a rough shirt, like Haynes, Gildan. Well, you don't really necessarily want to sell rough shirts. I mean, Not rough, but rough, but you know what I mean? Like, so sometimes I, uh, I have a construction person come in and they look at a Bella Canvas 3001. It's mm -hmm. not a heavy blend, but they look at the Gildan 2000, oh, 5000. There's a Bella 6 ounce now, or it might be a 5.5 ounce. You should check that one out. Okay. There is a heavyweight Bella, which would feel much better. Also, Haynes Beefy, I think, sells really well to those type of people. Okay. Uh, or all style. Yeah, so, so that's what they would want as far as a hoodie, probably also like a heavy blend hoodie. Um, and then hats, there's always different. Uh, they probably order. But how are you differentiating yourself in the market once again? How am I differentiating Because everyone can well, just could, take an order. Yeah, I could offer. I could offer reflective ink. That's probably that's something that very little people offer. I could offer. Um, I could offer very fast turnaround for companies like that. Mm -hmm. uh, most of the time, it's not something they're purchasing. They're purchasing people are purchasing materials for projects, not shirts. And a lot of times I've noticed they're in a rush. So we could offer a fast turnaround for that. Uh, we could, what, we, what, what would make me different? Well, let's, let's go broad for a second. Let's, let's give up on these, that specific customer profile. Okay. And maybe we'll look at what you want this business to be. And maybe that can kind of make other decisions more obvious. Okay. So uh, this concept is like your stump speech. So you're going to create a vision document, or you're going to say it out loud, um, on which you're going to build the business moving forward. So these are like the things that you're going to truly believe in. So where is your business going? My business is going... Try to make it like a succinct, one sentence, two sentence kind of a place. Where are you headed? What, could you give me an example of what that would be? Uh, what, what we... Like for example, you could be, we want to be a $10 million a year, high volume, fast turnaround, cheap as possible business um, that only cares about profitability. Okay. Or you could say, we're going to be yeah, a so, small so, niche so, boutique that has a staff of five people and focuses exclusively on water-based printing. Yeah, so we are going to be, uh, let's say a $5 million company Okay, I'll say ten. Just to be, we are, we will be a ten million dollar company that focuses on quality, focuses on turnaround, and uh, not as much on volume. Definitely not as much on volume. And uh, what happened to all the eco-conscious, trendy stuff you're talking about earlier? Well, that, you're saying you were, we were building a customer profile for that customer, right? Oh, so that wouldn't apply to the business all the time. Well, no, no, I'm saying if we're targeting just churches, right, then we're going to have specific apparel lines for them, mm -hmm. right? But if we're talking in general as a business, okay, so and, and, that's still, and that still fits into the business as well, right? Mm -hmm. Because to churches, I'm not trying to sell cheap stuff. Mm -hmm. Either way, they're reselling it to their church, mm -hmm. and then they still want trendy style stuff, and they still want high quality stuff. Um, okay, great. So then why are you going there? Why is that the goal? Why is that the goal? Well, for you, why do well, you even want to build this? Personally, you know, that's where I, that's where I want to be. You know, I don't I don't like wearing cheap quality gilded t-shirts that don't feel right on my on me, right? 
So that's the big thing for me. I like printing on high quality stuff. I enjoy a good looking print that just feels right. I I. But why build a ten million dollar business? Why not build a five hundred thousand dollar business and Cause chill out at the beach? Because five hundred thousand is not enough to chill out at the beach. Yeah. So you want to blatantly make yourself wealthier with the business. That's part of the goal of the business, is to become wealthy. Not necessarily wealthy. I mean, I want to have freedom. All right. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to go out and buy a Lamborghini and an Audi and just show off. So you're no. trying to create a lifestyle with I'm the trying, business? Yeah, I'm trying to create a, a livable, enjoyable lifestyle where I'm not stressing constantly, where I can, you know, if I need to, I can leave work a little bit earlier. If I want to, I can go out on a vacation more than 14 days a year. You know, if I want to, if I want to be at my, my son's, uh, whatever, something in the morning, you know, I don't have to be at work for that. You know, I can spend time with him. Mm-hmm. All those kind of things. All right. Uh, so who are you going to take with you? Who are you going to build this business with? And since it's only one other person at the moment, who do you want those type of people to be that when you hire them? Okay, who? Okay, so who could I see on the team? Well, um, I definitely, I definitely uh, hate negativity. So I want positive people, positive people who see my vision, uh, and uh, people who. People who are honest and have integrity, uh, you know, like, is, is that kind of what you're asking me? Which way? Yeah. That's kind of... Yeah, I mean, if you uh, if you don't know specifically who you're going to, like, partner with, then that makes sense on a broad level. So, how in the world do you actually plan on getting there from today? I mean, it's, it's, it's very simple as it is, you know. Uh... I'm, I was I'm, I was kind of struggling, and so I reached out to someone like you, who's a lot more successful than I am, and exactly that way, just day by day, take it and get more advice, figure out ways, you know, and obviously just I, I don't want to just I didn't want to come to LA just to, just for myself, right? I want to help you too, so that's why I offered, you know, if you need extra help, you know, let me help you, um, but on a more broad scale. Build, build, just build, 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 <laughs> right? I mean, build a plan. Do you have a plan in place, like a five-year plan? Do you have a way that you have actually written down that says, this next year we hit 750000 the year after that we hit one point five. the yes. year after that we hit... Yeah, very, very short and simple. I wrote down numbers. That's you just it. wrote numbers on a just piece of paper. Numbers. Yeah, this is what I need to be... Did yeah, you have any dis- sort of plan as to how you would do that, who you would hire, how you would scale? No. They're just kind of like dream, dream numbers, I guess. Uh, it was more like, it was more like I wrote down, hey, uh, by this time next year, I need to be at these numbers. Uh, I'm already, you know, it was all, uh, the numbers are on paper, but the ideas were in my head of, you know, I'm printing right now for X amount of construction companies, X amount of churches, X amount of businesses in general. And I, if I, if I 2X that, let's say 3X that, you know, I want to print for three times more churches, three times more construction companies, stuff like that. How can I, how can I do that? You know, a lot of times I have construction companies come to me for just shirts, uh, shirts and uh, hoodies. They also wanted coats, which coats most of the time need to be embroidered. They also wanted hats, which most of the time need, need to be embroidered. So I took that on. A lot of times construction companies needed lawn signs to put in front of their projects if they're building a house. 
so I started finding someone who can print long signs for me as well. Uh, stuff like that. But doing stuff like that long term won't differentiate you. It'll just make you offer everything. So you do want to figure out why you're different in the market instead of trying to be everyone's source for whatever they end up asking for. Okay. You do want to try to focus on something. Well, that's 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 actually really true. So um, here's the question for... Right now, I feel like I do too much. Yeah. I mean, you might be offering too much because Shirt Agency doesn't offer any of the stuff you're talking about and we somehow made more money. Yeah. Um, so since the pressure washer's loud, you're welcome, people listening. Uh, last question. What are you going to do when you actually own a $10 million company? What would you do then? Would you sell it? Would you run it? Would you quit? Would you be obsessed with growing it for all eternity? What would I do at that point? What would you really do if all of this was given to you? Well, I mean... It's kind of hard to imagine that because if you're struggling... If I yeah, it's far away. But you're a baby, right? Yeah, you're like exactly. Exactly. I have so to, if I have you're to tell myself that every single time. If I'm 35 and I have a $10 million company... Do you want to bail? I would be... Do you want no, to bail in other industries? I definitely wouldn't wouldn't want to bail. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by real estate, but that has nothing to do with my business. You know, that would just be investments over the over the long term. I think I would, if I got everything that I just said, I would work on perfecting the business. So you would keep growing it? Yeah, I think so. Cool. So tomorrow, uh, you said you had something something hung up on your Instagram ads or something. So tonight, finish them for real, or even make them go live in the next hour or something. Okay. And then we can start looking at some sort of data. Um, uh, back and forth between like Google, Facebook, and Instagram ads. And we can also kind of look at your analytics again. Like we might actually be able to learn something. Okay. And then um, we can also go into potentially like we could get Mark in here again and we could figure out what's going wrong with your like actual workflow that's screwing up your speed. Because when we first talked on the first day, you would talk about having five jobs and being stressed out. So we need to go through that kind of more detailed to figure out who's screwing up what and if you need to hire if you need to change your process we can go into that with him because he'll have more insight than that's you very alone. true that's a good point yeah that's a good idea cool so for everyone who's still listening <laughs> have a good night